Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 316 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a tech industry career coach who works with high achieving career professionals who may be feeling stuck, frustrated and undervalued. She has a passion for bringing out the best in others, which she does through the My Brand Academy. She is also a TEDx and keynote speaker, an author and host of the My Brand HQ podcast. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Leela Singh. Hi there, Phil. How are you doing? I'm okay. And thank you for joining me on the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. I want to get a bit of an understanding about your um, role, if you like, or, or what you're doing as a career coach in the tech industry. So could you give us a bit of an insight into how that came about and what you do? Yeah, sure. Of course. So uh, my, my corporate career spanned about 25 years. Um, and the majority of that was spent in the tech industry. So I initially started out as an accountant in the telco sector um, and then joined what was formerly EDS, Electronic Data Systems, um, in a corporate finance role and then moved into um, Hewlett-Packard Enterprise as a sales executive. So I've got a, a lot of experience within that industry and within within the organization as a whole. Um, and so... About eight years ago, I started to really immerse myself in my personal development and growth journey. And it's something I'd always been interested in, but really immersing myself had me realize that actually I love coaching. I know I already knew I was good at it, but I thought the realizations I had from my personal development was that there's so much I want to share with people for them to recognize what they're truly capable of, because I had experience a number of breakthroughs during my my training and so forth um that just created a sense of freedom for me and I want other people to experience that so that's where um my thought process then went down the route of how how can I create something out of this where I can serve other people to enable them to show up as the best version of themselves so that that's kind of how it came about okay and in particular sort of obviously you've you've got a bit of a corporate background anyway and you said you've worked in the IT sector, but but what is it that about about the IT sector or the IT industry that you feel has that need, if you like, for sort of career coaching? Um, I feel that actually it's relevant in any industry. I think for tech specifically, um, it, there's a mix of reasons. Um, first of all, I think it's a very dynamic, exciting industry to be in, and it, it's vastly growing. And it's almost like you then become a number and you don't know where to go and what to do. So having someone who can kind of hold your hand through that process and help you to gain clarity on what it is you want to be doing, where you want to go and creating that path um, can be invaluable for people progressing through their career. Um, And also, you know, if you've got your head down um, and you're just busy doing the doing, it's very rare to actually come out of that and have that conversation that you can have with a coach in that safe space. Um, And and the third part of that would be um, a bit of a generalization here, but there are a lot of people who are more on the techie side of the tech industry in terms of tech roles, 
um, who perhaps lack the confidence to step up to, to show up to, to speak out. Um, and so a lot of what I do is around being more visible and being able to um, deliver um, and pr- presentations, <clears throat> excuse me, deliver presentations effectively and with that confidence. And they like to stay in the background. But the thing with that is that they're likely to hold themselves back in their career progression because it is important to be able to, to, to make yourself known and to be able to speak out because there are so many people, you know, it's a crowded market. So it, it's about selling yourself ultimately and, and by understanding how you can do that will enable you to propel yourself through your career. Absolutely. So in, in terms of your maybe your typical client what do they look like do they have a particular maybe um i don't know set of skills or are they in a particular place within their current career or does it vary it does tend to vary i mean if i think broadly i'd say interestingly the majority are male and um they age range is typically um let's say about 40 to 55-ish. Right. Um, so the more experienced, more established. Although I've had clients who are in the sort of mid to late 20s as well. Um, and only one or two real sort of techie people. The majority are, are more, um, well, varied actually, sales, business development, um, client-facing roles, project management. So it's for a variety of roles. Okay, good. All right, it was great to get a bit of an insight into what you do and, and what you cover. So, um, but I want to ask you, um, maybe you can give us a career tip for those who are in a position where they're trying to advance their careers. Yeah, absolutely. And and the top tip for me, I, I talk about this all the time, is that, and this, the reason I do this is because it's something I learned very early on, and that is hard work alone is not enough to succeed in your career. You need to make yourself known, to stand out, and to make an impact. And I alluded to that earlier. Yeah. Um, and, and it was something I was blatantly told by a manager very early on in my career. And that's kind of driven me a little bit to do what I do now because I kind of got past that um, and recognized the things that I needed to do to be able to make an impact, to stand out, and to make myself known. Right. So if we just take that a little bit further. So when you say make yourself known, is it within your team or is it within your organization or is it even broader than that? It depends what you want. So it's more down to the personal uh, kind of ambitions of the individual. Um, When I say make yourself known, it's about in, in particular ensuring that the people who matter so the decision makers the hiring managers know who you are because I've sat and worked in environments where you know we get to um, let's say year end in the uh, annual review and people will complain about oh I didn't get a pay right I didn't get this didn't get that well actually part of that is probably didn't really stand out and if you think about a manager's job and the person who um, either makes a decision about hiring and succession planning or about the uh, salary pot and the bonus pot, um, they have a lot of responsibility and a lot going on. So you want to make it easy for them to remember who you are and what it is you bring to the table. Yeah. And the, and the difference that you're making. So you have to put in that work as well. You cannot just assume that, oh, well, people should know what I do. They know how good I am. They know that, you know, my delivery, my work, my, you know, whatever it is I do 
is is high quality it's outstanding it's whatever because they have a lot to think about so you've it's your responsibility to make yourself known and this is something that was shared with me um early on so so I was told as feedback um this is when I was in accountancy that you know I was great high for the organization um you know great deliverables all that kind of stuff um but actually you're going to struggle to achieve your ambitions that you shared with us at interview why because people don't know who you are you're too quiet yes you keep your head down you work really really hard but if people don't know who you are they don't know what you're about then how can they include you in their decision making process yeah Absolutely. And for me, that was hard because I, I was actually lacking a lot of confidence early on. You know, I was a quite little church mouse. So hearing that, I was like, okay, that's great advice. But what do I do with it? Because I'm really shy. Um, so it took a lot for me to then overcome that. And what I actually did to, to help me with that process is I eventually left accountancy and went into financial recruitment, which if you can imagine, is a far way from accountancy. And for someone who was lacking in confidence and quite shy to have to be to, to go into a sales role in recruitment. Uh, it, it was a huge move out of my comfort zone, but it proved to me what I'm capable of and gave me an immense amount of confidence then to be able to speak up and to to make myself known. Yeah, absolutely. So in in terms of maybe giving advice to somebody in, in the tech industry, and of course, I don't want to be too stereotypical, but Obviously, a lot of people who work in tech are not necessarily the outgoing and gregarious individuals that maybe some other industries attract. So what would you suggest to people who may be a little bit shy um, in terms of making making themselves stand out? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And, it, and it, you know, it's not about going from being an introvert, let's say, or someone who's quite shy to becoming an extrovert. It is so, so some of the things I teach within my framework and, and my coaching is around having presence, okay? Because we often hear people talk about, let's say, networking events and how, oh, I hate networking events because um, I'm really shy and I don't know what to say to people and I'm worried that they're going to judge me or they're going to laugh at me and think I'm stupid. And I've heard that a lot, whereas actually people are already forming an impression um, and potentially judging you before you've even uttered a word. So from the minute they see you or you walk into a room, people are subconsciously creating an impression of you. So your presence, your nonverbal communication, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you show up can make a huge difference to the way people perceive you. And if you can do that with the, the confidence and the certainty in yourself, which comes from within, I'm not going to say there's a quick fix to that, but there's there's little things that you can do to really ground yourself. In fact, I did a, a live just today on this about building your presence and having more inner confidence um, so that it's something you can do so you feel it. it doesn't, it's not about speaking up or speaking louder, but then people will just remember you. And yeah. that's even online. That's even remotely if you turn up on a Zoom or a Teams call. And you can have a greater presence just by, for example, your physiology. Or your yeah. stance if you if you walk into your office or to a meeting um, and people will just subconsciously remember you for that if you look at who people tend to gravitate towards 
um, it's often times of people who exude that confidence. They want to listen to them. They want to be around them. They want to hear what they have to say. And you want to be that person, but you don't have to shout loudly. You can be, you know, very humble about it, very quietly spoken. And just simply through your your nonverbal communication, your presence, make yourself known. Yes. Okay, that's a good point, definitely. Right. Okay, can you maybe share with us your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yeah. Um, so I joined a new team and quickly realized it was a, a quite a toxic culture. And it was very interesting because I hadn't come across anything quite as extreme as that before. They invested more time in stabbing people in the back and trying to like trip you up than actually doing any work. And for me, this was like, okay, this is not good. This is not healthy. I couldn't understand it. And because the team I was in was a support to the wider organization, all I used to hear was, oh, that's not in our remit. We don't do that. So they were never helpful when people came to us for something. Yet the culture that I had come from prior to that was that you would go over and above to help people and look to solve problems. If something was going to prove difficult, you'd sit down and figure out a way and you come together. So you come together from your different teams within the organization to do so. And it, it impacted me quite a lot. I, it really affected my health actually. And, but during that time, what I chose to do was to focus on me. So focus on my performance, my reputation, and just continue to deliver to my clients being my in mainly my internal clients and looking to build the relationships that I needed to build within the other teams to create that collaboration to be able to support those internal clients and so the lessons I learned there was that we can have all all kinds of things going on around us I mean I I asked one of my colleagues um you know, why is it that you guys feel that you need to, to behave this way? And they said, uh, this guy looked at me and said, well, it's the only way you're going to get up in life. Uh, I just thought, really? Rather than actually <laughs> deliver and, and, you know, or over deliver and put some effort into work, you know, in your results, it's like trying to trip other people up so you can look good. And I just thought that's, that's really interesting. So for me, it was, okay, I'm choosing to focus on myself, showing up as the best version of me, maintaining my reputation building out my relationships, maintaining my performance as well so that I could get results for the people I was supporting. Yes, good, okay. Yeah, (laughs) and I think it's it's an interesting one because a lot of time we're very quick to get influenced by people around us and how they're behaving and let it rub off on us. And I think as a coach as well, that's something I'm, I'm very acutely aware of when I coach and talk to people about this. But at that point, I was in it. And I think I just chose to almost switch myself off from the, you know, what was going on around me to focus yeah. on what I needed to do. Indeed, yeah. So to- toxic cultures or sort of environments like that are, are obviously uh, not a good place to be. And if you can detach yourself from it in some way, definitely do so. Yeah, yeah. and also look to build advocates around you. I think that's an important part as well that I learned is, yes, yeah, people are going to be your supporters. Okay, maybe something a little bit more positive. So can you maybe tell us about your career highlight? An overall highlight, which then resulted in something more specific, is where I started to where I got to. So 
just referencing back what I said about the person that I was at the start of my career. So very much lacking in confidence and, and, you know, being the quiet church mouse and nobody knew who I was. And I was the person who kept my head down and worked really hard because I believed that, well, my, my manager should know what I'm doing. He should know that I'm good. Um, I don't need to shout about it. Um, so going from that person to achieving what I did, which was, first of all, having a, quite an eclectic career path, um, going from accountancy to recruitment, which is a sales role, to then joining a tech company in, in corporate finance. Again, I had no experience of it. So I had to learn as I went along, um, both about the industry, but also about the role that I was in and what I needed to do. And it was a huge, huge challenge for me, but I thrived on that. To then move into um, a sales role, which if you'd asked me at the start of my career, would you ever work in sales? It was absolutely not. Um, and to deliver a little shy of a billion dollars of business during my tenure in that role, for me, is a, a significant highlight for my career. Um, yeah, and I think, and then that now comes back to, you know, when you look back and join the dots, um, it's kind of why I do what I do now, because I take people through that process of the things that I learned and did along the way to help me to, to achieve that. So things like having the presence, the communication, um, public speaking, the, developing my confidence, developing and honing my relationship building, all of those things are things that I did along the way. Some of them almost subconsciously, not intentionally, um, but reflecting back and recognizing what it was that helped me to get where I did. Um, and, and then on the back of that, a particular career highlight was, again, whilst I was at um, HPE and we had just been awarded um, a significant uh, new contract. And um, I was then told that I would be picking it up from an account manager sales exec role. And I was just like, oh. And at, at that point, I had so much workload. I looked at it, oh, you're just piling more work on me. And then I took a step back and looked at it. And actually, for the contract that it was, there was a reason it was given to me. And it was actually, again, it's we, we can create meaning about everything that happens to us and it's what we choose to do with it. And a lot of people didn't want that account. I was given it and told, you're doing it, you're managing it. Um, and it really was character building for me. Um, and again, it drew on all of those skills, experience that I just mentioned that helped me to build up to where I was as a sales exec. Um, they wouldn't have given me that account otherwise because it was so complex and it was huge um, and very, there was a lot of focus on it. So being awarded that contract to manage from, from the particular business unit I was in um, and also the, the, the numbers on it were significant as well. So it was a lot of responsibility. And as I, as I went along, I recognized that this is the reason they've given it to me. Um, and it was interesting because when I was leaving the company um, and I asked some of the people I worked with, oh, you know, you're going to pick up this, this client and nobody was interested. And I said, but it's really exciting. It's really challenging. And 
all of this. And uh, one guy said to me, said that no one wants to fill your shoes with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay. Um, I took that as a compliment. Yeah, um, so, so yeah, those are like two kind of career highlights for me, kind of where I started to my journey, yes. I guess. Um, and then the reasons behind being given that contract to manage. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm gonna, I know obviously you're not specifically um, a tech person, but obviously you are involved in the industry. But I wanted to know from you, what excites you about the future of the industry and in particular careers in IT? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, again, it wasn't an in, sort of intentional for me to, to go into that particular industry at the start. And I kind of fell into it. But I was also very aware of the company that I was joining. I'd heard such great things about it. So when the, the role came up, it wasn't, remember I said I, I didn't have any experience for the role, but I wanted to work for that company. And I, I was going to do everything in my power in that interview to get that role, even though I had zero experience. Um, and it, it's exciting. It's evolving. It's it's so dynamic. And for me, I believe there's a breadth of opportunities, whether they're tech specific roles or not I think you can you know there's other roles you can do it obviously in in, in tech company so you know whether it's marketing HR finance operations delivery uh, sales business development there's so much else as well Um, and I just think it's 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 such a you know you look at the pandemic and the impact of the pandemic and everyone was reliant on technology so it's, it's huge it's constantly growing um so it's being at the forefront of that and being you know because you then you get to even if you're not in the tech role you get to hear and learn about what's going on at the industry and being at the forefront of that so i think it's a great opportunity to learn about the world of tech and the industry um and also i guess this is probably more relevant for the bigger companies um is that you can go in let's say for example I'll use my example, you could go in and work in corporate finance and then move into sales. You know, if you if you decide, um, I had a friend who I encouraged, she was in treasury and she's a treasurer by profession and decided she wanted to try something new. And when we had a conversation, she actually was thinking of looking outside. Um, and I said to her, but if you're looking outside, a lot of recruiters are going to say, well, you haven't got the experience to do a finance role. Um, so why don't you look internally? Um, and I connected her up with a couple of people and she ended up moving internally into to finance. So it, it's easier to transition into something different within an organization. And, you know, with tech companies growing so rapidly and a lot of large ones established, if you're looking for that kind of an opportunity, it's a great place to be rather than having to go outside and try and prove yourself to a new employer to do something completely different. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? I think so. <laughs> okay. So what is the best career advice you've ever received? The exact one I said earlier, that you need to make yourself known. Yeah. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? The question um, was a question or a statement, I think, um, which was, how can you possibly do that? You've got no sales experience. Right. Okay. So it's a bit of an obstruction or an objection. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's 
rather encouragement it's holding you back potentially rather than seeing what's possible and if you were to begin your career again in today's world what would you do I gave this some thought and I actually think I'd do something similar again um, because I'm a huge advocate of the the professional qualifications as well so I would probably look to still do my accountancy uh, qualification at the outset because I think that gives a great foundation um, for business and you know I people like for example moving into recruitment people say well that was a waste of time then but no it isn't because there's always um, transferable skills and experience that you gain from everything that you do that still remains relevant um and i've gained a breadth of experience um and uh, you know i don't want to be pigeonholed into one thing like finance or hr or sales and that's it and i think the world has changed it's evolved from that as well so i think yeah. people, it, it is a lot easier now to create a, a more eclectic career path for yourself I think it is, yes. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? For me now, it's all about growing my coaching practice and building my reputation in the industry as as one of the go-to coach for people in tech. Yeah. And and what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I would say communication and relationship building, which sounds strange for someone who didn't really have the confidence and was very shy but working through that and coming out the other side really helped me to to build that out and develop it and it's really even till today now having my own business it's just a huge asset to have it is yes and what do you do to keep your own career energized um I'd say doing what I love. So something that challenges me, something that keeps me learning new things um, and also over delivering. I like to over deliver. I like to stand out and and be best in class at what I do. Um, And also my own personal growth journey, um, which is something I continue to do. That also keeps me energized. And just a caveat that when I say doing what I love and you know, yes, now I'm a coach and I'm following the passion of, of, of running my own business and so forth. But I loved all the roles I've had throughout my career as well, which could sound strange, you know, accountancy, really, or sales role in tech. Is it really that exciting? But I loved it. I found aspects of it that I really enjoyed and I made it my own so that I did love it. Did you find you were looking for those elements of those roles, though, to to help you, if you see what I mean? Um, Well, I think would be, let me just think. Yeah, I think particularly during my my tenure with EDS and HPE, um, I did have the opportunity to really build relationships, connect. It was all about networking. And I then found that once I built my confidence, it actually became a natural part of of who I am. So I think, yeah, I I love people. I love talking to people. So I think that helped, yes. Yeah, I think uh, confidence within a role is is quite a – quite an important aspect of it isn't it the more you do something the more confident you get the better you get it's sort of uh it evolves doesn't it mm, completely yeah and what do you do in your spare time away from technology um okay so my guilty pleasure is um tony hadley so i'm an 80s kid <laughs> um so i yeah. i 
I think I've seen him three times this year already, which is pretty good going. Given okay, so, so just to just to qualify that, those who don't know, we're talking about the lead <laughs> singer of Spandau Ballet. Yeah, the former lead singer of Spandau Ballet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, right. Who who does his own thing now? So yeah, I've, I've met him a few times. I, I go to as many of his concerts as I can. I've, I've flown out to Rome to watch him um, perform um, a few years back as well. So that's that's my guilty pleasure. I'd say. Um, I'd say also my personal growth journey. I invest a lot of time in that continually. I've got coaches and mentors around me. Um, I've I've since embarked on a, a spiritual journey, so actually connecting with myself. And now that could sound quite woo woo, but to give a very basic example of that, um, for a long a big part of my life, my approach to things was um, like emotions or things that didn't go well was oh I'll stick that in a box and just get on with it. And, you know, that's not healthy. (laughs) Um, And so I've learned over the last few years through the spiritual journey I've been on that actually it's about connecting with your heart and being vulnerable, which, as as we all know, you know, talk about mental health issues nowadays. It's it's really important. It really helps um, with mental health issues. But I think for me, it's connecting with myself, understanding me better and being able to embrace my emotions rather than st- literally stick them in a box, which is what I used to do. Um, yes. And I also enjoy international cricket. Um, so I like to go to Lords and some of the big grounds here in the UK. Um, reading when I get a chance and just really spending time with friends, family. I like eating out. I like spa breaks. I like travel. So all the usual things. Yeah. Good. It's good balance, definitely. And Lita, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? I can, um, and I've kind of, it's kind of filtered through what I've already talked about, um, but specifically what I'd say if, because this isn't for everyone, okay, I think it's also important to remember there's no right or wrong here. We all have different levels of aspiration and ambition and drive. Um, However, what I would say is if you are someone who is looking to advance your career, you know, who wants to move up the ladder, you want to think about being remembered for the right reasons to those people that matter. So the decision makers and the hiring managers, by making an impact, by standing out and by going over and above. Yeah. And the reason I say this as well is because I've witnessed a lot of situations where people don't take that responsibility And, uh, you know, again, as a coach, I will call people out on this. Um, You know, we can all sit there and blame, blame the company, the policies, the manager, the team and so forth for why your career isn't going a certain way or why you didn't get the promotion or the pay rise. But what are you actually doing about it? You know, what action, what responsibility are you taking to enable that, you know, career advancement to happen? And it sounds really obvious, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, There are a lot of people who don't. They're, they expect it to happen. Yes. So, so it's about taking charge, isn't it? About mm, Completely. Yeah. I, yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Leela, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? So I tend to spend most of my time when it comes to social media on LinkedIn. Yes. So my handle there is Leela-Singh, 
Um, and I also go live every Thursday at 12.30. And I am on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I've got a page on Facebook, which is personal branding with Leela. And on Twitter and Instagram, my handle is at Leela underscore Sing 001. But I said the best place to connect with me is on on LinkedIn. Um, And also I do have a playbook, a personal brand playbook that I've created that references the, the six facets of personal branding that I believe are critical to being able to show up as the best version of you and to build your personal brand Um, and just to caveat that the term or the definition of personal branding and I look at what people use it for now it, it you know it can fall under anything right for me it's about the the way that we shop so having clarity in ourselves and what we stand for, what we want to be known for, having that confidence, so the winning mindset, having the presence or developing your presence, being able to communicate effectively, understanding the importance of connection and building out your relationships and circle of influence and personal leadership. So those are the six things that are really critical. And again, all driven by my own journey and and how things worked out for me. So I do have a playbook um, that you can grab a copy of, and that's leelasing.com forward slash go forward slash playbook. And you can download that and take a look. Great. Excellent. That's a, a very useful thing to for people to go and have a look at. Thank you. Uh, Leela, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. It's been a pleasure, Phil. Thank you for inviting me on. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.